Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on, everybody? We're back. The Sooners Illustrated Podcast, episode five on this Monday, July 31st, 2023. Josh Calloway, James Jackson, Tom Green, gentlemen, Football is back. Fall camp opens this week in the across the country. Obviously, uh, here in Norman with Oklahoma first practice on Thursday. Feels good. I mean, it just feels good. Best time of the year, man. We're back. Best time of the year. Can't wait to get back on the field and see the players, see the guys. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun, man. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be great. I mean, once that calendar flips to August first tomorrow, we're we're hitting mm-hmm. the ground running with media days, and then first practice Thursday. We're gonna get a glimpse of practice on Friday, and ready to get this thing rolling. Yeah, it is. Uh, we were kind of joking about it before we started recording. It got busy quick. You know, the last couple of weeks have been a little a little slow. I mean, there's been some, a lot of recruiting news, obviously, but as far as us having to really leave our homes and go down to Norman or whatever, not a whole lot. But we're actually recording the show a little early today because we're going to talk to Porter Moser and some basketball players this afternoon. Michael Patterson McDonald, he's committing tonight in Westmore. James and I are going to be out there for that. Then, yeah, media day tomorrow, open practice later this week, and then it's just kind of the revolving door of open practices, availabilities, interviews, and, and what have you. And before you know it, it'll be week one. So um, no better time than now to subscribe to Oklahoma.247sports.com and – at the very least, subscribe to the YouTube channel, completely free. And that's going to be how you keep up with all the latest, obviously, podcasts, but also player interviews, press conferences, practice footage, all that stuff's going to live here. So uh, you're going to want to subscribe and make sure you keep up and check the channel regularly. So we got a lot going on coming up just this week, but especially through the month of August. And then obviously, it goes without saying, into the season as well. So very fun times right now. Like we said, fall camp starts this week. First practice is Thursday. Um, that practice is not going to be open, but Friday's practice will be. And Coach Venables is going to talk after practice. So you're going to want to keep up with us on that day to get some practice footage and hear from Coach Venables. We'll also hear from Coach Venables tomorrow on Tuesday for local media day. So with all this stuff kicking off, let's just preview fall camp a, a little bit. Kind of going to open the floor here. It's going to be kind of a fluid, free-flowing, kind of wherever you guys want to take it. Players you're watching for, position battles, whatever sticks out. Uh, we can start with, is there any one or two players in particular that uh, you guys are excited to see, you know, put the pads on and, and see what they can do this this uh, this month? Well, there's, there's a couple of questions in there that, you know, obviously I want to yeah. see where the wide receiver group, uh, where they go from here. I agree. I know, you know, Jaleel Farouk, Drake Stoops, those guys, probably one and two, want to figure out who the next guys are. And there's so many guys that came in with, you know, Andrew Anthony from, from Michigan and you got 
you know, other guys that are, that are around there, every Bunkley, stand, uh, uh, every Bunkley and other guys like that, man, you, you don't know where it could go from here. Brennan Thompson from Texas, uh, things like that. And then obviously the other question, who I want to see most, Desan McCullough. I can't wait to see him in pads and in yeah. full gear and see what he can produce on the field, man, because there's so much excitement about him just coming off of that spring game and what he did in, in early in the spring. Where is he at right now? That's what I want to see. I'm, I'm very excited about seeing him. Tom, I don't know what you're thinking. What, what do you got, man? Yeah, I mean, you touched on the receivers. I'm, I'm really interested to see what a couple of those mm-hmm. new guys did. The guys that weren't here in the spring, like a Brendan Thompson, like a Jaquez Petway, who we heard a lot about at media days that, you know, the type of, type of guy that can just line up wherever and Brent Venables thinks is really going to elevate that wide receiver room, you know, pretty quickly. Um but then just some of these other newcomers, you know, uh, a guy like Connor Neer, uh, who, you know, we don't yeah. know too much about because yep. he played at Ferris State. Um, you know, Dejon Terry, big, big defensive lineman coming over from Tennessee. Um, guys like that. I'm, I'm just really curious to see how they fit in, how quickly they could acclimate themselves and what kind of impact they can have. Because Oklahoma obviously, you know, put a lot of work, obviously, not just into recruiting at the high school level, which, you know, always do, but adding some pieces in the transfer portal to kind of supplement that depth that they lacked last year. Yeah. And coach Venables talked a lot about near at big 12 media day. I mean, that's, that's one of the guys he, I think he's really impressed with. So I can't wait to see him as well. That's a good, that's a good pull Tom. I like that. Yeah. Near near's one of the guys yeah. that has experience, not necessarily at the division one level, but has so many years of college football experience that I think will bode well for the Sooners. If he plays or not, I mean, sounds like he'll be on the field a lot though. So this season, so we'll, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of how quickly can he kind of climb that depth chart because, again, he's he's coming in in the summer. Uh, you know, this is going to be his first week of, like, actual practices out there on the field. You know, how much has he been able to learn the system in the last couple months? Um, but he, he's a guy I think can climb up there pretty quickly and kind of get in that rotation, especially at Mike Linebacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, you know, for me, I had the benefit of spring football, so the – a lot of my interest lies in the new guys and guys that you guys all mentioned. Connor Neer, yeah. certainly in that group. Dejon Terry, certainly in that group. Brennan Thompson, certainly in that group. It feels like he's been on the team forever, but he was a post-spring ad. It was right after spring ended. So those guys that I haven't seen before, you know, with my own two eyes on a practice field, excited to see them. Can they be immediate impact guys? It feels like across the board with all three of those names I just said, very well could be. And so very much looking forward to that. And then, yeah, you know, even the guys who I did get to see in spring, the comfort level, how they progressed. I mean, I'm excited to see like PJ Adebore after a full summer. You know, mm-hmm. obviously he was a freak of nature in the spring. What does it look like after having a Schmitty summer under his belt? And uh, that's the case for several other guys as well. Tom McCullough certainly you could throw in that group, like James mentioned. So the new guys, especially. I mean, it goes without saying a little bit, but just kind of interested to see, uh, you know, what kind of additions they made over the summer. So you know, Oklahoma's recruited out of the transfer portal very well, and they did so in the spring and had one of the highest spring, you know, portal classes. Then they made a few more with the summer. Big Phil Paya, you could throw him in there as well. Um, excited to see what all those guys kind of look like uh, for the first time actually getting out there, you know, really practicing with the pads on, the uni, got the OU helmet, all that good stuff. So that's going to be interesting to see. As far as positions in particular, James, you kind of mentioned receivers. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, you know, that's a receiver group that we talked about. It's been kind of a sticking point all summer. And going back into the spring as well among OU fans that, you know, Jaleel Farouk is there, Drake Stoops is there, but who who else who else are the guys? Like, they have all these options, but who else are the guys? That's going to become, I think, much more evident as we go out to practice, you know, each and every week 
leading out through fall camp. That's certainly a, a big one. Tom, you detailed some position battles in particular just this morning on Oklahoma.247sports.com. Is there one or two for you guys that really has your interest maybe higher than some others? I, I certainly have a couple that are going to be uh, fun to watch, I think, play out. Yeah, I think we really need to pay attention to this offensive line. Um, you know, yeah. they, they're replacing three starters from last year. Um, you know, bring, bringing back two guys who started. You know, one of them might not have that starting job locked up there at left guard. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, both guard positions in particular, because I think the tackle positions, you know, you're going to have a guy like Walter Rouse, now that he's healthy, kind of step in, take over that spot at uh, left tackle. Um, but, yeah, just really the the guard positions, especially, you know, I think right guard, because you're bringing in two transfers who are going to compete for that job in uh, Caleb Schaffer and uh, Troy Everett from Appalachian State. You know, neither of them have much experience at that right guard spot but they have experience on the line. Um, yeah. You know, Schaffer played more left guard at Miami, Ohio. Everett played mostly center at uh, Appalachian State, but he expects to compete for one of the guard spots. So I'm kind of just really interested to see how that one in particular shakes out with a couple of new guys in the fold. I think the running backs is another group to pay attention to. Like Oklahoma's ran the ball really, really, really good over the last couple of seasons. And Jeff Levy comes over and he, you know, he's always had a great running game as well. But you get Eric Gray, who gets drafted, and now he's out. So you got to find a new starter. Now, Javante Barnes and Gavin Salchuk, they looked really, really good in the limited roles they had last season. So who's going to win that battle? Where's it going to go from there? Yeah. You know, how's that play out for this running back room? That's really what I want to see as well. That's, that's an exciting battle to have with those two guys who I think are very talented because, you know, next year, you got to add more guys like Tatum and other guys like that that could possibly be on this team. And mm. this running back room, man, that'll be something fun to see. Yeah, yeah I know we're going to break down the running backs a little more here in just a, a few, but completely mm-hmm. agree. That's a spot that is loaded um, on paper. And kind of watching that Barnes-Sawchuck give and take is going to be interesting because is it, a, is it just a true one and two? Is there a 1A, 1B? That's going to have to be sorted out. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you can try to keep the carries as – as even as you can, but at the end of the day, one guy is going to emerge. That's typically my experience covering this team. I'll see going back to the previous coaching regime. Usually when it's a one, two, it kind of starts that way. But at a certain point, one guy clearly becomes the one. So it's like, who is that going to be? That's going to be fun to watch. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, another spot for us to really kind of look out for is that number two cornerback job. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, bringing back Woody Washington is is huge. He, he is your number one cornerback. And then you got a few guys kind of in the mix of that number two spot. I, I think we can all probably agree that Gentry Williams is probably the popular pick going in to emerge. He's probably the preferred for OU, preferred guy. Yeah. And and I mean, he, he looks the part. He, he's he's got that big physical body for a cornerback. He's got, you know, some range to him. I, I know he dealt with that little medical issue back in March, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that he's going to quickly kind of make insert himself into that position and become that number two guy. But, I mean, you got Connie Walker back there. You got Kendall Dolby bring, coming in with, you know, two years of JUCO experience. And, again, you know, it, it's at the JUCO level, but he's got that game experience that these other two guys – he's competing with don't necessarily have too much of. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how that shakes out. But again, I think that's Gentry Williams job to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably Gentry Williams or Kendall Dolby. I mean, I wouldn't disc, <clears throat> excuse me. I wouldn't discount. Can Walker? You know I mean? He, he played 
fairly well and his, you know, limited option last year. And, you know, last spring in fall camp, he was kind of one of the guys that was considered like a, a riser. You know, he was practicing very well and things like that. So I wouldn't rule him out. But, yeah, I think it's probably Gentry Williams the preferred guy there. But Kendall Dolby, he was a guy who was looked at when they got him out of JUCO that this is one of the best JUCO transfer pickups in the country, as far as like a guy who could play right away, be an impact guy, that's what he was thought of. So um, he'll see the field, but yeah, who's going to be actually the number two guy playing most of snaps. That's going to be a fun one to keep an eye on as well. Yeah. And, and in this day and age, when you're facing so many spread offenses, you can't have enough quality. Defense no, you need so all, all these guys are going to play. It's just a matter of, like you said, who's, who's going to be that preferred option at number two. Mm-hmm. Thinking about these groups that we just named. We talked about the running backs, receivers, cornerbacks, linemen. I mean, which which one are you you know most excited about overall? Like, where do you rank the ones that you are comfortable with, even though there's some unanswered questions going into this into this uh, season? Well, I'd say running back is certainly up there. Um, you know, yeah, wh- whoever emerges emerges as that number one guy. I mean, I I, I think they feel really confident about that one two punch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Josh is going to agree with me on this one, but defensive end, um, mm. you know, we, we, we kind of touched on it last in the, the last episode. But, you know, they have six guys who could feasibly rotate in there and they should feel good about <laughs> most of them. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be one of the strengths of the team. I, I don't know how that rotation is going to shake out exactly, but I think it's a position that they should feel really good about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love too the far safety room. You know, we'll get there eventually uh, in our position breakdown. But I love the safeties room. Brandon Hall has built a unreal group uh, in the back end of the defense there. I mean, you've got four guys. Billy Bowman, who's the top of the group. But then Reggie Pearson you brought in. Key Lawrence is back. And then five-star Peyton Bowen. Doesn't even include Robert Spears Jennings, who is is a guy who is expected to make a big leap. I'll say local, uh, locally in the state, Broken Arrow, up there in Tulsa. I mean – that that whole group is just loaded. I don't know if Ogie's had a position on defense as loaded as that in a in a while. Um, that's five legit dudes back there. So I love the safeties room. Excited to see how that kind of shakes out. Because at least, I mean, just figure based off just number of snaps, one or two of those guys is not going to really play a lot, and that's kind of crazy because they're all very talented and could certainly play on a lot of teams mm-hmm. across the country. Hey, that safety group. I mean, that that could be one of the you know the top position groups for this team so that's that's wild to say i think in what we've seen over the last couple of years so that that's amazing that they're that talented and that highly highly ranked so far yeah i will go to the other end of the spectrum as far as positions of concern Mm -hmm. tight end room just in in spring camp the tight end room was just in shambles i mean injuries it's not that deep of a group uh, even even fully healthy, it's not that deep of a group. And they had a lot of injuries. They had D tackles out there catching passes in Man. practice because they just didn't have guys. And, you know, they pick up before the spring Josh Faneuil, who was a basketball player at Cameron University in Lawton to play tight end at the University of Oklahoma. I mean, they were really, really thin at tight end. Now, it should be a little better. Jason Llewellyn should be healthy. Um, Blake Smith should be healthy, I believe. He was playing the spring. He played the spring game and everything. He had a giant club on his hand. Fans remember that. Um, so he should be healthy. You got to keep Austin Stogner upright. Mm-hmm. After Austin Stogner, it is a room that is a lot of guys that you don't really know what you would be getting. Um, so the tight end room, you didn't leave spring camp feeling good about it. So I'm curious if as we go through fall, 
if you feel good about it. now the recruiting wealth that position, Joe John Finley, I still got Devon Mitchell, who's you know, we we all know what, what that kid is. Uh, not a kid, he's a grown man. And they're chasing some other really talented tight ends. So the recruiting wealth position, it'll get where it needs to go. But right now, they just have kind of wound up in this spot of like, yeah, not great on paper, at least right now. And Braden Willis was a huge part of the offense last year. Yeah, um, definitely. He was right. I mean, it was kind of like Marvin Mims, Theo East, Braden Willis. I mean, those were – he was like a receiver with his number of targets. So tight end's a big part of Jeff Levy's what he likes to do. And I think Austin Starner can do that, but he's had some injury problems. Um, and then, like I said, the rest of the room is just really thin. So tight end's a spot that I'm going to be watching – this uh this this month coming up here in August to see if it just looks and feels better than it did back in the spring. Tight end is the position, I mean, that you need in the red zone. I mean, the mm-hmm. OU's obviously didn't play as best as they could in the red zone last season. And that's the one you really have to get to. And I think Dylan Gabriel likes to use the tight end a lot too, not just Jeff Levy. So yeah, finding that right guy, I think, will be will be critical uh before this season starts and really, you know, find where OU's gonna do where they're gonna do with that uh going forward. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to watch just kind of how Austin Stogner kind of reacclimates himself for his second tour of duty over here, uh, Oklahoma, after going over to South Carolina first. And, yeah. Um, obviously, they he's a known commodity for them, at least. And he's a guy that's familiar with a lot of these guys. So, you know, shouldn't be a big adjustment period for him. But, I mean, a- after that, I mean, Blake Smith is more of a blocking type Yeah. Type. Exactly. Um, you know, I know he had some catches in the spring and, you know, kind of opened some eyes in that regard. But, you know, he is a block first type of guy. So I'm, I'm just really curious, you know, who could be that other guy behind Austin Stogner who kind of steps up in that receiving role um, at tight end for them. Yeah, for sure. And that's yeah, that's right where I'm thinking that that group is is interesting. Uh, so curious to see how that uh, shakes out and what they do with that spot over the uh, over the next month or so. Um, and one last thing, I mean, for me, as far as just things we're looking for, kind of bring a full circle, kind of tie it back into the Connor Near, who was brought up right at the beginning of this. But that linebacker room, I mean, Danny Stutzman is Danny Stutzman. He is the guy on that defense, the guy on the team, really, the leader of the team. Um, and then Asan McCullough, you know, was brought in to play a really big role. Um, but what what is the re- – I mean, like, what's that third linebacker kind of like? I mean, Jaron Canick's in that mix. Connor Near's in that mix. I really like Kobe McKenzie. Kip Lewis was fantastic in the spring. And he the only knock on Kip Lewis in the spring was that he really wasn't – he was kind of small. Mm-hmm. Well, he got big based off photos and everything. <laughs> he looks like he put on a lot of weight in the spring with summer workouts. Justin Harrington, you kind of loop in, is kind of that X factor. He's more of like that cheetah spot, like kind of how much is he going to play? He's always a guy who, who flourishes and, and stands out in practice. How does that all play out? Because, I mean, like I said, Stutzman and, and DeSaul McCullough, they're, they're locked in. They're going to play a lot of snaps. Um, but the rest of those guys are kind of all competing to get on the field. Um, that's another spot that's really kind of jam-packed, uh, the linebacking group overall in all the spots. So that's going to be fun to watch play out as well. And Nier is the guy who's kind of like came out of nowhere, a summer pickup from Ferris State. And meanwhile, Mitchell Media, Brent Venables is hyping him up saying he's going to play. And that's – that's something that was not considered really back in the spring. So I'm interested to see how, uh, where he fits in. Yeah, definitely. I think that Mike linebacker spot is really kind of the big question of that group. I mean, Jaron Kennick has all the athleticism in the world. It's just a matter Mm. of, and he put it all together. Um, I know last year was like his first real year focusing solely on defense. 
um, and kind of learning that system. So there was a learning curve. So let's see what kind of steps he can take from year one to year two. Connor Neary, again, I, I think it's just a matter of time before, you know, he works his way into that conversation, um, see how quickly he can get acclimated. But like you said, Brett Venables at Big 12 Media Days was really hyping him up. Um, you know, he's obviously a guy that's got a lot of experience. Um, he, he was a winner at Ferris State. Um, and, you know, when, when you're a program coming off a losing season, you know, just having someone who knows what it takes to win, even if it was at a lower level of football, can do a lot for a unit that, you know, struggled last season. Um, and then, like you said, Kobe McKenzie and Kip Lewis, I, I'm curious to see mm-hmm. what kind of progress those guys can make too. Um, I, I think McKenzie in particular can really – uh, be a factor at that Mike linebacker position, but that's definitely the one that I'm I'm curious to watch because, like you said, Danny Stutzman and Desam Cola, they should have those other two spots, you know, firmly locked down. This is why this is the best time of the year, guys. Right here, we yeah. we wanted to go in and just talk about you know one or two position groups that we were excited about, and we we pretty much covered it all. We got all the groups in yeah. there. There's so many questions to answer, and there's just you can only have curiosity at this point in the season and just. This is why it's the most fun. This is like the yeah. most fun. We're we're like kids on Christmas. I mean, this is the <laughs> one you want to you want to be a part of. This is where you want to be because this is like man, everything that we've been talking about all summer long and seeing what this team has done in the recruiting cycle, it all comes to fruition yeah. here, and we can see what happens and what guys are going to stand out and prove that they're the guys to go for. So this is man, this is this is exciting stuff, man, right here. Yeah, absolutely, and all these freshmen too. I mean, it goes without saying. I said earlier with like all the new guys. I mean. Lewis Carter, Samuel Masigo. Uh, so you mentioned Jacques Petaway. Mm-hmm. These summer enrollee guys, how do they? Because I mean, I don't think Lewis Carter and Samuel Masigo will be asked to do a whole mm-hmm. lot as true freshman linebackers, but both those guys are just beasts, like just not normal high school kids. And so, you know, I wouldn't put it past them. And same for Petaway, wouldn't put it past them. So we'll see. Gonna be fun. Any last things before we get off ball camp? Obviously, media day tomorrow. Um, so we'll get to hear a lot more and learn a lot more um, from these coaches and players. We're going to hear from every coach, literally every single one, and uh, also a, a group of players. I don't know who's in that player group just yet, but uh, we'll hear from some players as well. And then we're going to get out to practice on Friday. But any any last things? I'm all set here. I'm all set. Yeah, man, let's get on the field. Well, yeah, I mean, right. not us. Like, <laughs> well, we will be on the field. On Friday. <laughs> it's going to be like 106, so – uh, there dress go. just cool. Yeah. Bring your wide brim hats and the sunscreen. <laughs> Whenever we're talking to Coach Venables on the field after practice on Friday, it's going to get sweaty. So be uh, be ready for that. That's going to be interesting. So yeah, media day tomorrow. That starts real early. It starts at 8 a.m. And we're hearing from Venables, both coordinators, every assistant coach, and players. So a whole lot coming at you, uh, both on the YouTube channel as well as, of course, on the boards and the site. Oklahoma.247sports.com, so you're going to make sure to keep up with all that. The Sooners Illustrated Podcast will be back after this short break. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Um, one last little piece of housekeeping before we do our running back breakdown. Just as we were getting ready to start recording, Dylan Gabriel named to the Maxwell Award watch list. Recording the show early because, like I said, we're talking in the mic. We're talking to Porter Moser and some basketball players here just a little bit. Um, so we had to kind of move this up, smush this in, jam-packed day. And uh, But he was named to the Maxwell Award watch list, which is the most outstanding player in college football. A lot of players on the watch list, but still an honor to be uh, named to it. So Dylan Gabriel. Name to the watch list. Gonna be interesting. He's he's got a lot of eyes on him across the country. He's kind of like a little bit of a uh, floating around dark horse Heisman guy. Like that is something that's been brought up. Like our, our Josh Pate, obviously right here on Twitter for Seven Sports. I think he gave like three or four dark horses back a few months ago or a couple months ago. Dylan Gabriel was it was in that group. He's kind of a little bit of a trendy like high value if you're a betting man, you know type of type of guy. So. And, you know, if he puts it all together, does what he's capable of, highest of high levels, he could probably be in that mix. So he's one of the most experienced college football players out there right now. I mean, his numbers are his numbers are good. I mean, his numbers are good. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's where all the hype's coming from. A guy like that, that much experience, that numbers and, you know, this offense. I mean, that's that's where the hype comes from, man. Yeah, Yeah, I I know we talked about it last (laughs) week that he's kind of not the prototypical quarterback that Oklahoma's kind of been yeah. spoiled with in recent years but dylan gabriel's a good college quarterback man i mean you you look at his numbers career put com, uh, career completion percentage yeah. uh around 62 percent you know 95 touchdowns against 20 interceptions for his career really good passer rating um you know last year he's probably a top 25 caliber quarterback in the country you know he missed some time with that injury mm-hmm. um but I, I i think a second year at a new school um you know with just everybody kind of more comfortable around him. I, I expect him to have another big season. For sure. So, yeah, name to the Maxwell Award watch list. It, you know you know, we're getting close when we're hitting watch list season. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that's one of those final, like, things of, oh, yeah, you can taste it. There's going to be, like, basically a, a war watch list every single day until, like, the middle of August. So keep up with us to find out what OU guys are on those lists. Um, yeah, it's it pretty much one every day at this point. It, it, it threw me off this year because usually those start rolling out around media days. Um, so I was like, man, yeah. when are these coming out? And then, oh, it's August. <laughs> Watchless season, baby. Watchless season. So there you have it. Dylan Gabriel on the Maxwell Award watch list. All right. So we talked about it a little bit. We kind of teased it. We also kind of got into it a tiny bit. But 
our running backs breakdown. What we've been doing here, if you haven't been uh, keeping up, and I recommend you go back and check them out, is that we've been diving into each position one at a time, leading right to the start of the season. Um, going into the position, eat one at a time. Players are watching for question marks, battles, concerns, whatever. And at the end, we give a rating one to ten on how strong, deep, whatever we feel that position is. We did quarterbacks, we did defensive ends. And now we're going to do running backs today. Demarco Murray's group. This is a position, Demarco Murray. It's hilarious in hindsight. Just like a year or two ago, um, there was some conversation, some some not anything that was like red, red hot, but there was some concerns of like, is Demarco Murray going to be able to recruit well enough? Um, he's been annihilating it the last couple of cycles here. Obviously, like uh, James kind of touched on, number one running back in the next class, Taylor Tatum, committed OU. This group coming in, Caleb Hicks, Dalen Smothers, a couple of really highly touted running backs. And then Javante Barnes, Gavin Sawchuk from the previous group are both going into their second year. Javante Barnes was the number two guy to Eric Gray last year and was great. Gavin Sawchuk didn't see the field a whole lot, but then did get a chance in the Cheez-It Bowl after Eric Gray opted out. And was fantastic in the Cheez-It Bowl. It was the one game he really played, and he was great. Over 100 yards, scored a touchdown. He was really, really good. And now on paper, this position is really deep, um, really solid, lots of options. You feel really good about their ability to run the ball this year. Um, general thoughts, guys, on the running back group. It looks on paper to be right up there with probably the strongest group on the offense. I mean, right, probably running back or quarterback, depending on how you want to take it. Yeah, I mean, losing Eric Gray is obviously yeah. difficult. I mean, he was a very, really very, good, very yeah. good running back. Um, but but you look at, like you said, the Cheez It Bowl, um, look at what these guys did. They both ran for over 100 yards. I believe they were the first you know, pair of freshmen at OU to rush for 100 yards in the same game since 1985, I believe. So it's been a minute. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that says something about kind of the innate talent that those two have. Um, to be able to do that, uh, especially after Eric Gray opted out. I know we saw a lot more of Javante Barnes last season, um, but still he had a hundred fewer carries pretty much than Gray had, but still had over 500 yards rushing as a freshman. Uh, I think that was a really promising freshman campaign that Oklahoma should feel pretty good about. Um, obviously did not see as much of Sawchuck last year, but he's another, you know, former top recruit that they feel can really compl- come in there and compliment. Um, I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but, you know, the question is, is this going to be a one and two or is it going to be a one A and a one B mm-hmm. situation? And, I, and I'm, and i you know, on the eve of fall camp, I'm leaning toward the latter there. Mm-hmm. It's one of those groups that I'm just I'm just comfortable with, even though there's a question of who's starting and who's not. Like, I'm, I'm fairly comfortable and I yeah. feel certain that they'll be fine regardless of which guy goes uh, to start in that position. I, that's why I really like this running backs group. And uh, thinking about my rating, I'm getting I'm getting close. So see what I come up with. Let's, Tom was going first today, or or is it Josh? I don't know who, who's it's going Josh first. Is but, to go oh, it's first, Josh I going guess. first this time. So you know, see what you guys think. You know, it's it is funny because it is probably going to be semantics of who's the starter, right? Because mm-hmm. they will both get a lot of carries, and it will play itself out. You know, I mean, once the season starts, it'll play itself out. I mean, I think of in 2021. Um, we had a similar situation going into the year. It was Kenny Brooks and Eric Gray. And it was like, this is 1A, 1B. These guys are the same. And then the season started, and Kenny Brooks took that job, and he ran with it. And he was the clear number one the whole year. Eric Gray got carries, but Kenny Brooks was the clear number one the whole year. Kind of similar last year as well with Eric Gray and Marcus Major, who's back again. It was kind of like these guys are both – and then Eric Gray took it, ran with it. Marcus Major also got hurt, but still Eric Gray was tremendous. Eric Gray had 
on paper, like a top 10 all-time OU rushing season last year. Kind of got lost in the shuffle because obviously mm-hmm. OU had a rough year with six and seven, but Eric Gray mm-hmm. was phenomenal last year. Yeah. It was a nice coming this year. One of these guys is probably going to take it and run with it. I mean, that's just the reality. If both guys are great and they both do get equal carries, that's awesome. But odds are one guy will become the guy. And, you know, I'm curious to see who over fall camp can weasel his way ahead. I mean, at the end of the day, only one guy, when they play that starting lineup video on the board and, you know, everybody gets to go nuts for every name, only one guy gets to have his name on that. And, you know, they're both battling for that. They, they both want that, you know. So interesting to see how that plays out. Marcus Major is the X factor of the group. What is he? Because he's been this kind of, I don't even know what to call him, almost like mythic, you know, guy. Because all we do is he here every year for, feel like he's been on the team forever. Every year, Paul Camp it, in spring camp, it's, man, Marcus Major looks great. He has games where he looks great, but then he usually has some kind of injury that forces him out or something happens that makes him miss a week and then he loses a lot of momentum. Is he actually going to be – that guy, you know, I mean, he's a local guy, Millwood, uh, right there in Oklahoma City. You know, he's kind of that. He's he is. He's the he's the X factor. The only way I can describe it because you just don't. I could totally see him being right in the mix, getting a lot of carries right with Barnes Sawchuck, or we get to the Texas game middle of the year, and we're like, yeah, he's kind of just faded down the depth chart again. You know, you know, he's he's kind of that guy you don't really know what to make make a lot of. So he's he's gonna be a fun one to keep an eye on. And it just shows you how you know how talented this group of running backs have been in mm-hmm. Oklahoma because like a guy like him keep falling out of the rotations, you know, that's, that's tough for him. And, you know, it's tough to see, but that's, that just shows how talented this running back group has been over quite some time. But even with that, even with the question marks, still comfortable with what they got going. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I know I kind of talked about it when we were talking about defensive backs earlier, but you mm-hmm. can't have too many good defensive backs mm-hmm. running back depth mm-hmm. is huge because, I mean, if you, if you just have one guy that you're counting on and he goes down with some sort of injury, that can derail your season in a hurry. Um, so to have to have three guys that, you know, can – any single one of them can jump in and be the guy um, is, is something that, oh, you should kind of take some solace in heading into mm-hmm. the season. Now it's just a matter of carving out those roles and, you know, kind of – sorting out a hierarchy in that room to see how things are going to play out once they get on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fun ones here, obviously are the, the, the new guys, the kids, the freshmen, Caleb Hicks, Dalen Smothers. Um, how do they, I mean, I imagine that early in the season, we talked about it a little bit with quarterbacks, we talked about Jackson Arnold, um, you know, Oklahoma plays Arkansas state won three games last year. I mean, they, there should be some opportunities for Oklahoma to get big leads and work some of these other guys in, so I'm excited to see Caleb Hicks, Dalen Smothers back in the spring. Um, those who kept up with me know I was a huge fan of Caleb Hicks. Uh, he did not look like a freshman. I mean, he was a freshman who enrolled early. So technically in the spring, he should have still been in high school. He should have been getting ready for prom or whatever. And he just did not look like a freshman out there. He was big, and he's wearing the zero like Eric Gray, and he looked like Eric Gray out there. I mean, it was like that. That does not look like a freshman at all. So I really think Caleb Hicks is probably more ready. Um to be a guy right away, but it's been a whole summer since then. I'm not discounting Dale and Smothers by any means. So I'm excited to see what both those guys look like after a summer of Schmitty and things like that. This group is really deep. Doesn't even include Tawi Walker, who's a Juco guy who had some nice moments last year and a little bit of action he got. Uh, also Chapman McCown is another freshman guy they've added uh, from Norman North, who I know that they like. I mean, he's got a lot of guys in front of him, but he's in there too. I mean, this is just a really – really deep group also <clears throat> excuse me 
I don't really know where he's at. I'll be totally honest. With Washington transfer, uh, Emeka Megwa, they added him last year. He was ineligible. I know he had some rough knee injuries. I honestly don't know where his health is, but he's another guy that's like, he was really highly touted at high school. It, it, what, where, what is he? So this group overall is crazy deep. And uh, DeMarco Murray, just what can you say? Tip your hat. Cause, and, and they're recruiting at a high level. I mean, Xavier Robinson, Taylor Tatum are both already committed to be on the team next year. And mm-hmm. maybe Caden Durham, like this, this room is just jam-packed. Um, it's crazy. It really is. Yeah, and I, I wanted to go back to Caleb Hicks there for a minute. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you look at his numbers in high school, over 3,000 yards and 31 yeah. touchdowns playing down there in Denton. But, you know, there's something to be said about what he was able to do in the spring when he was kind of afforded an opportunity when, you know, Barnes was kind of shelved with that foot injury. Um, for a true, you know, for a true freshman early enrollee, you know, his first couple months on campus to kind of step up and take advantage of an opportunity presented to him like that. I think that yeah. says a lot about, you know, what he's capable of and, you know, probably told the coaches a lot about him too. So, you know, I, I know, like you said, you're, you're pretty high on him, but I'm curious to see kind of where he fits in in the puzzle, not just this year, but yeah. you know, next year and after that. Definitely. All right. So I guess we'll do the, the ratings. Um, I guess I'm starting. Um, I, I I love this group. You know, I, I give quarterbacks an 8.5. I give defensive ends a 9.25. Um, I'm just continuing to climb. I got 9.5 for the running backs. It's I named like eight dudes there um, that you could see get carries. I mean, in reality, it's probably more like four or five, but still, that's a lot. And uh, that's a one-two with Barnes and Sawchuck that is as good as you're going to find in the country. Um, both guys are just crazy out and they're young. They're both only going there. They're, they're, they're back next year. I mean, this is year two for both of them. They both have another year. So this position is crazy loaded. Marco Murray's doing an amazing job. Um, 9.5. The only thing that keeps it from being probably a 10, frankly, for me is the fact that, you know, okay, Javante Barnes was not the feature guy last year. He got a lot of carries and was great, but he was not the feature guy. Gavin Sawchuk really, we only seen him in one game. So, I mean, to be fair, neither one of these guys has played really – I mean, Barnes played a full season, but you know what I mean, getting a lot of full seasons worth of carries, being effective the whole time, staying healthy the whole time. Marcus Major has had a real big problem staying healthy. So, you know, that there are some mild, mild concerns there, I guess. But this room is really, really good. And it's going to get – 9.5 is about as high as I'll go. There's a couple of positions that are going to get a high number from me when we get there. But running back is going to be just about as high as any. 9.5 for me – loaded group i'm gonna go so i went with with quarterbacks i went 8.5 and i went 8.3 with defensive ends gonna go with the nine here nine for the running backs and it's not higher because i know next season it could be a lot better this group so that's the only reason i'm not going higher a nine (laughs) for this running backs group i think it's the best position position group on this offense it's very stacked very stout a lot of guys that you can choose from a lot of guys you can throw in the mix and have a great season or a great game that you you know need in a, a sticky situation. I'm going with the nine with the with the running backs here. Man, you guys are going to make me sound like a hater. Um, wow! So I, I gave quarterbacks what a nine last week. Um, I, I remember you were the highest. I know that. Yeah, I, 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 I was the highest. So I, I think I gave him a nine. Running backs, I'm going to give him just below that. You know, eight point five. I think this mm. is a really talented and a really good group. But, you know, you're replacing Eric Gray 
Um, I think that's the only reason I have quarterbacks ahead because you you have a known quantity in Dylan Gabriel. You sure. know what he's giving you as your starter. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, we don't know what either of these guys are capable of quite as a featured back. Um, but again, I, I think it's a really deep and talented room. I think that, you know, this is going to be the strength of the offense, the quarterback and the running back there in the backfield. Um, so I, I'm, you know, not a hater. Yeah. But giving them just just a little bit below you guys, eight point five, uh, they should feel really really confident about that backfield heading into this season. All right, there you have it. That's our running backs breakdown. Good stuff. Uh, three positions in the books. We're gonna stick uh, flip over to defense uh, later this week. I think we're gonna move inside for D tackle. So it's been a lot of good high numbers. D tackles, I think, is gonna be a little lower because there's a lot of unproven uh, there. So do your research. Get ready uh, for Thursday. We'll do. Uh, we'll move inside. We did DNs last Thursday. We'll do D tackles this Thursday. Interesting group, and uh, we'll hear from Todd Bates tomorrow. So maybe it'll influence your score a little bit. And if at any point, <laughs> I'll allow it. If at any point you want to revise your score in the spring, you can. We're not going to redo any positions, but if you want to just say, "Hey, you know what? After seeing practice or hearing from Demarco Murray, I want to bump that up to a nine, Tom. Um, you can do that. <laughs> we 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 should keep track of all these grades and then the week before the season kind of just circle back and kind of see how we're feeling about all those. I may want to keep yeah. track of them and then revisit them at the end of the season. So we could be like, man, I'm whiffed on that one, you know, or yeah. whatever. That'd be, so That'd be perfect. Yeah. Be a and good bye week idea. Absolutely. In week one, the week of week one, I'm going to ask you guys for a lot of predictions and then we will revisit them in December and it will be uh, probably a, a, a massacre. Um, really embarrassing for just sport. both of you this guys. sport for as predictable as this sport is according to a lot of people yeah it's not it's not good whenever you start actually trying to predict stuff and go back and look at it ugly, ugly. <laughs> they play the right, games for a reason it. yeah i <laughs> think that's it um a little bit of a not not real sure i mean 40 minutes is about what we're shooting for for these for the most part um we like i said we had to move it up and kind of smoosh it in tom and i are about to bustle down in norman uh, to hear from porter moser and some uh, some basketball players they're coming up in just a little bit. So I want to make sure we got the show in before then. So appreciate you tuning in. Also, like I said, you can watch the shows here on YouTube. And the show is available on Apple, Spotify. It's also on the site itself if you wanted to do that. Um, go underneath the More tab podcast. All the shows are right there on the actual site, oklahoma.247sports.com. If you want to do that, feel free to do that as well. Uh, be sure to leave us a rating on Apple and a review and all that. That stuff really, really helps. And subscribe. Yeah, five stars. We had five ratings so far. They're all five stars. So shout out those people that have hopped in and done that. Um, Thanks, Mom. Those appreciate are my best you. Friends. Yeah, <laughs> those are our families, I guess. Um, <laughs> shout out those five people. You're our favorites. Um, so go in and do that. We really, really appreciate that. And of course, like I said, subscribe to the YouTube. Completely free, and it's gonna be. It's gonna make sure that you don't miss anything in terms of interviews and press conferences. I mean, just today we're gonna have Moser and some basketball players, and then. James and I are going to Westmore for Michael Patterson's commitment. We're going to have the ceremony and the interview with him afterward, just like we do for Xavier Robinson. Fans love that. Um, great response to those. So same thing coming up tonight. So you're going to want to keep up. We got lots mm-hmm. coming your way. Um, like I said earlier, just this week, but this month and obviously throughout the season. So fun times, fun times are ahead. So any last things, guys, is that it? That wraps it up, man. That wraps it up. All right. We'll see you guys on Thursday. We'll recap uh, OU Media Day 
and kind of give our last thoughts before that first practice, which will be on Thursday. So we'll kind of be recording before it, but it'll the show will come out like during it or whatever. You, you get the idea. And then, um, yeah, we'll break down defensive tackles. We'll hit a lot more recruiting news. Obviously, no Colin Kenny on this show, but he'll be on on Thursday. To talk about all the latest recruiting news, um, which there's been a lot of. Party at the Palace was this last weekend, so we didn't forget about recruiting. Don't worry. We're saving that for Thursday when we bring Colin aboard because he's obviously knows better than anybody all about that. So we'll get him in on Thursday. So a loaded show coming your way on Thursday. We hope to see you then. That's it for now. For James Jackson and Tom Green, I'm Josh Callaway. We'll see you on Thursday for the next edition of the Sooners Illustrated podcast. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.